Welcome to Washing Dishes. This is your host, Leah Hutchins. This podcast is to help any parent out there who is ready to make a change, is ready to grow their mindset while doing all of the miscellaneous things throughout the day, like washing the dishes, going to school, taking a shower, any time where you just need a minute to not think about parenting or being the mom that you think you're supposed to be and just working on yourself. This is the podcast where you'll find inspiration, awesome guests who are giving you amazing tips and life lessons and a place where you can just unwind and not think about life. It's also a place to get inspiration, motivation, and so much more. Thank you so much. Welcome, Sarah, to my podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And maybe just start out by telling me a little bit about yourself, what you've been doing, and um, give me some details about maybe what we can talk about in the next like hour. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, first and foremost. We met on Instagram so long ago, which is kind of crazy to think about. And I think this is probably like the second or third time we've connected visually, we usually are just texting or yeah. sending most to each other. So it's, it's great to see your face. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm sort of in transition right now. And it's funny because I've talked to a lot of people who feel the same way. So I don't know if we need to um, blame, blame Mercury retrograde or the other things that are happening um, in the universe, but it just seems like a major time of change. And maybe it's because spring is sprunging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and things are growing and you know I, I think it's inspiring a lot of change for people so I'm a yin and restorative yoga instructor and I'm switching my focus to work more with emotional release um, addressing trauma and using yoga as a therapeutic tool to turn inward to slow down and to release pain and anything that just isn't serving us so that's that's my new focus I'm also a coach and I think that these two fields really, um, they work together nicely. They pair nicely. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's sort of me in a nutshell. That's awesome. I think we talked a little bit about how yoga was kind of like that space for people to turn to their breath and like turn to the stillness and the quiet. And I love that you're kind of pairing what you do as a coach with yoga so that you can help people kind of process through stuff. Yep, that's yours, honey. Process through stuff in with your words in a yoga class. Mm-hmm. So what might it look like for maybe somebody who is looking for something like yoga or exercise or any sort of movement to help them release like trauma and stuff? How would they find yeah. they come to that point where they know they might need that sort of practice? Sure. Um, I think anybody who is finding that their, their mind is just, they have all these overactive thoughts, um, that just really aren't serving them. They're feeling maybe negative or feeling really anxious, stressed out. Um, the styles of yoga that I teach really encourage people to slow down and turn inward. And oftentimes I encourage students to close their eyes. And for so long, so many of us coaches have really been encouraging people or really anybody in the health and wellness field to get off your butt and get moving but more and more, what I'm realizing, at least for me personally, is that, you know, I, I spend so much time on my computer, on my device, thinking about the next thing I have to do. And it's really been powerful for me to just quiet myself, quiet my brain, quiet my body, breathe, pay attention to my breath, pay attention to the way my breath feels in my body. Um, it's, it's a huge release. And as I'm... Uh, sort of along this or on this journey with yoga, I'm, I'm seeing more emotional releases from my students. And I even experienced one myself where we tend to hold so much tension in our bodies. So if you're feeling tension anywhere and you're just not really sure how to get rid of it, it's, I mean, this style of yoga can be really powerful for that too. We're working deeply into the body. We're releasing tension and emotion through um, loosening up the fascia, ligaments, stretching out the tendons. So it's very different from the yang styles of yoga that we tend to see more in this country where we're doing a lot of rapid movement and working our muscles. Instead, we're just stretching out and letting it all go. So yeah, yeah I was going to ask what the difference is between the yin and the yang because 
sometimes we think of yoga as just like plain flow or balance or tree or, you know, that kind of stuff. So how, like, it's, it's a good explanation that you're stretching it. I don't think I spend a whole lot of time doing that, which is super important, but. It is. Yeah. I think life's all about balance and it's a great way to strike balance, especially if you're somebody who like you is really active. Um, you're doing a lot of weightlifting or, or anything that's very active. This is a way to just slow down and sort of let go of all of that tension. So yeah. yeah, it can be a really nice release. It's, it kind of puts you in a space where you have to like think about it. And sometimes feeling the feels is stuff that you need to do. I find that sometimes I'm always, yeah, like you said, I'm always looking at the next thing. Like, what's next? How do I move forward? Like, where do I need to go now? What do I need to do? How many more things can I do instead of sitting down and like breathing through it? But that's probably the hardest thing for me to do is to sit and get grounded. You're, you're not alone there. I think (laughs) a lot of people feel that way. And we put all of this pressure on ourselves to perform and we're always running from one thing to the next. And as women, especially, we tend to put ourselves last, especially busy moms. And it's, it's crazy. It's, it's savage out there. So I think that too, you know, with, with a practice like yin, you feel a little bit of mild discomfort because you're stretching and you're getting so deeply into your body. So instead of thinking about the next thing you have to do, or, Oh, I have to go to the grocery store after this, you're thinking about how your breath feels and how that stretch feels. And it, it sort of takes you out of your overactive mind and it puts you front and center in your body. And that can be really a powerful thing. So yeah. Sounds like really yummy right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love it so much. Like to get away from the busy, from the the media, from all of the stuff that's going on in the world, like just to kind of sit and like be in yourself. And yes, I can kind so, of visualize just what it would feel like when you go into like a breathing exercise, even if it's just sitting, like some people, it's just like sitting there and breathing. It doesn't have to yeah. be if you can't move your body a lot of ways. But I think that that's something that's important for a lot of people. I think so. I think so more and more. So cool. Um, so what about the other side of that? So along with like movement and coaching and stuff, talk about your, um, the lifestyle medicine stuff that you are doing. Like, what does that look like? And I'm not sure if that's something that can be explained in a question, like that's kind of a weird question, but you know what I mean? Like, how do you help people with lifestyle medicine basically? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have a well-rounded understanding of diet exercise, um, a lot of chronic illness, um, insomnia, anxiety, stress, um, depression, things like that. So I feel like I have like a very well-rounded background where I can help a wide variety of people, a wide variety of clients work through their unique situation and, and I like to meet them where they are. And so what that means is we take a look at their life from a bird's eye view and we say, okay, what small but significant changes can we incorporate into your life? And that's usually through the form of goal setting and um, looking towards or looking to what motivates them. So for example, if you have a client who's like, you know, I want to be around for my grandkids. I want to watch them grow up. And okay, that's a, that's a huge motivating factor. So I think it's always important to reference those things and, and bring them to the forefront, remind um, clients why they came to me in the first place. So bringing it back to yoga, um, it's, it's been really cool because I'm finding ways to um, develop all of these sequences around like insomnia or stress relief or even geared towards people with things like COPD or um, people who are overweight, like working with their body, not necessarily working towards self-improvement, but working towards self-acceptance. So yeah, that's a big deal. And I think that the, when you said like the small steps, I think that's something that we are commonly thinking, okay, well, I want my life to look like this. I'm just going to change it right now. The whole thing, my whole life, I'm going to turn it upside down and it's going to be better tomorrow. Yeah. Really. It's like, no, don't even try and do that because that's, I mean, there's a couple of things that aren't beneficial about that, but also it's, it's hard to, to go cold Turkey on things that 
maybe you need to change a lot. And sometimes it's really overwhelming for people to go from one space to another, even if it is a small thing. You can think about that really in any aspect of life. Yeah. And and what I do, I I do hear from a lot of people that are like, well, you know, I, I wish I could change. I wish I could do that. And it's just kind of giving people the tools and to help them see the bird's eye view of like, okay, here's, where you want to go, let's just take the little steps together. Like here's one small thing that you can do to change. And it's a ripple effect kind of, I think when they start to make that one change, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happens. Yes. Yes. Well said. I, yeah, I think it's definitely that ripple effect because you gain momentum. You get excited about a small step that you made. And from there you feel confident and then you're, you're feeling like I can take on the world. And and so, yeah, it's that, that snowball effect. It's just getting bigger and bigger over time as it's sliding down the, down the hill. That's your momentum, your motivation. And it feels empowering when you, you feel like you can do that. So, but you have to start small. I'm, I am someone who tends to be my own worst enemy because when I want change, I'm like, let's do it. Let's get it on. And I tend to be impatient with the process and, um, yeah, that's that's definitely um, something that I'm always working towards. So, yeah. And I think it's a growth process for everybody. I think we've said this before, like as people, we help others going through their growth process. We also are learning things about ourselves along the way. Like everybody is, it's not about being the smartest person in the room. It's just about like continuing to grow and be open to growth while you're helping others along the way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, it makes so much sense. Very I just, well said. It's, it's really more empowering to be connected with somebody that is also in the process of growth. Like it's, it's, I love working with people that aren't in that perfect zone. Like I'm not putting them way up high on this pedestal. It's like, okay, well, you're going through this, you're doing this, or you're just on the other side of whatever this problem is mm-hmm. that I'm currently going through. Yeah. It's really, yeah. I love it. That's a good explanation. Yeah. I love it too. So much so that I think when you're being authentic and you're saying, Hey, I'm not perfect either. You're going to connect with clients because they're going to say, okay, this person's real. And that resonates with me. So, um, I've worked with a wide variety of clients at this point where there's always unique challenges, but I I think no matter what it, it tends to be that, I work with a lot of clients who apologize a lot. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like this. I'm sorry for my hangups. I'm sorry that, you know, um, this isn't easier on you. And I just, I never want anyone to apologize to me. I'm, I'm here to help. And I'm, we're all on our own personal journey. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, uh, that's definitely, yeah, I, I think, I think owning that and knowing that is, is so important, but I even had a student last week who was crying on her mat and, um, she was like, I'm sorry that you're spending all this time focusing on me. And I was like, that's why I'm here. I mean, it's, it's an honor to watch someone have this beautiful emotional release on their mat, because I think when you hold tears and they can be toxic and just to watch somebody heal that way is it's powerful and it's beautiful. And I never want anyone to feel ashamed for what they're going through. I just, I want to be there to support in any way I can. I hope that answered your question. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just got like chills as you were talking about that. Cause you can, I can picture myself in like different situation, not situations, but more like um, periods of growth, like going to a class or a course or to an event or something. And just like being so in that emotion, usually tears, sometimes good, sometimes mm-hmm. sad tears are there just shedding a lot of that away. And I think that that's to be in a space with somebody who is going through that is really, is really powerful. It is really powerful. Yeah. And all I want for my clients, my students, really anybody who works with me is that they commit to themselves first and foremost. And I think, again, as we were talking about earlier, that's, that can be so hard to do. We have all of these commitments to everyone else tend to put ourselves last Um, But the truth of the matter is the only permanent relationship we have in this life is with ourselves. I mean, really everything else is impermanent. Um, And as I say that, I I hesitate because I've been married for 12 years and, you know, I'd like to think that we'll be together forever. But I know deep down that I'm first and foremost 
committed to myself because I have to be, because if, if I don't show up for myself and stand up to the things that are important to me and the relationship that I have with myself, then I'm no good to anybody else. So, um, I just want the same for my clients and really my friends and everyone else whom I care about. Yeah. So to kind of like transition our conversation, we got reconnected because what I think I saw like you had a story or something on Instagram and I was just like, there's Sarah. And (laughs) since then we've had like this crazy like connection for who knows whatever reason, like obviously there was a reason we just are here recording because we reconnected, but um, what have you been doing like Cause I could probably talk about whatever it is I've been doing, but people probably know, but we could still talk about both of us and like going through like your own personal growth recently, mm-hmm. what has been like some super eye opening stuff for you that I don't know. Ooh boy. You like sharing. Yeah. Where do I begin? Um, well, I made this decision to sort of shift my, um, the focus of my, my business, my practice, Primarily because I realized that I was taking the easy way out for a while. I um, got into a few different relationships that were good, but I was more or less relying on client referrals and things and taking the easy way out instead of putting myself out there. Um, It's been this long journey to where I feel very comfortable and competent as a coach and as a yoga instructor. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. That's it. And I just kind of sat back and um, was just kind of waiting for referrals rather than putting myself out there. And long story short, I think the universe has different ideas about my path. And I've been pushed lately to make some hard decisions and major changes. But as painful as it's been, I, I feel so much more in alignment. Someone recently said to me that I've been, they think that I've been hard on myself. And I don't think so. I, I think it's more that for so long I've resisted change and growth even though I've been growing bit by bit, but it's time to just do my thing and put myself out there. And as nerve wracking as that can be. um, Yeah. I I feel better for it. I'm just, this is me. This is who I am. So yeah, it is (laughs) kind of like stepping out of that little bit of a comfort zone too, because being in a spot where you were just given a lot of things, not in a lucky way, but like that was what your job was and everything. So It's kind of, I think in a lot of times when we want to see growth, it is stepping out of that comfort zone and trying things Mm -hmm. that we resisted for some time. (laughs) And it it might look like we're being hard on ourselves, but really it's stuff that we need to do in order to push or in order to grow. And maybe that's doing a little bit more of something or, you know, whatever that might look like, but. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that, you know, you can't force change either. So back to me, sometimes being impatient as we all can be. um, I've also realized the power of just being patient with the process, like you were talking about earlier. Um, And then when I'm just trusting and getting quiet and listening to signs and signals from a higher power, um, as woo as that may sound, I, I really believe that you know, the answers are oftentimes right under our nose. So yeah, it's been really cool. And then there's like little, little things here and there, or sometimes big (laughs) things that are like, Hey, (laughs) yeah, or yeah, there's a lot of stuff that maybe sometimes we don't, you just kind of think it's kind of like one of those things that passes by, like seeing sequences or meditating or your, your car alarms going all crazy all over the place. Tell me, okay. So tell me about that thing. Like, I think people will probably, I mean, if that's when you want to talk about, because I think that's a really cool one. And then I'm going to pull a card. Yeah. I'm like feeling like I need to do that. Yeah. Um, I forget what we were talking about. And then you text me and you're like, oh my God, this thing. (laughs) We've been talking a little bit about meditating and um, asking the universe for help and for guidance. And um, before we got, we started recording, you and I were talking about how um, 
There are some skeptics out there about doing that. Um, like my husband, who's very left brain, who's an engineer. And so I know that what I'm about to say maybe won't really click with everybody, but um, I, I do think that we all have a higher purpose. And I, I, I feel like there's a lot of truth to just stopping and getting quiet and asking for help when we need it. And if the answer isn't right in front of our nose, maybe, maybe it is, but we just, we just need a sign or something. Um, so when you were saying that, you know, sometimes we can get distracted by things. It's like, um, I, I started thinking that maybe I needed to hire a coach again. And I was like, I just need to make money. I need to figure this out. And it was almost just like this bright, shiny object that was like, you know, like luring me in, but it was something I didn't really need. It was like squirrel, you know, just a distraction. Um, so I was driving my car and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, do I put down the uh, large sum of money to hire this person? And thinking about it, thinking about it, pull into the gas station and I'm getting ready to pump my gas. And I'm like, okay, universe, I need to know if, if I shouldn't move forward, please give me a sign. Please give me a sign that I, I can't deny is a sign. Like I just, just help me out here. Um, so I pump my gas and then as I get back in my car, start to get back in my car, my car alarm starts going off like crazy, which was weird because my keys were in my pocket. I didn't touch the fob. And I was just like, what the heck is going on? So I'm pushing the panic button, pushing the panic button. I'm locking and unlocking my doors. I even started my car and it's just going off, going off. And I'm like, holy crap. I run into the gas station and I'm like asking the attendant who probably thought I was a nut job. I was like, why can you help me? I can't figure this out. And he's pushing the button and he's looking at me like, I don't know what's wrong with your car. He finally got it to stop. And he's like, you know, I think maybe the battery on your fob is dying. And I was like, okay, that, that might be it. And then I got in my car and I just started crying. And I was like, okay, yeah, I got it. I see you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Full body chills again. Like every time you've told me that, I'm like, oh my goodness. I know. I mean, well, I guess like, like a few minutes after that, I you texted me and I there was a song playing. And I yes. don't remember what it was, but it was something that was like, very similar about line. following your path. And yeah. yes, exactly. Well, the crazy thing about that too, was at that night I, I talked to my husband and I told him what happened and he was like, no, your fob's working just fine. It's not the battery. And I was like, oh, okay, no. well then I know what it is. You know, oh, I can't deny that kind of sign. And it's, it's funny too, because then the rest of the week, I just felt even more in alignment when I was teaching yoga, um, had some of the fullest classes I've ever had. And I was like, okay, there it is. Yeah. You wanted a sign, you got it. So yeah. it was like kind of like <laughs> redirecting. Cause sometimes we kind of, I feel like I do this too. I'm like, there's this thing that I really want. And instead of waiting and thinking about it and processing or asking or whatever, I like try and go do the thing. And then like it either works or it doesn't, but I don't give myself enough time to really like think about it. So now I've been trying to focus more on like, okay, I have this idea. Let's write it down. We'll think about it. And instead of like going for it right away, I kind of like figure out if there's something that's really in alignment with what I want to do or yeah. if it's just something that I, other people are doing. So I'm just trying to follow along with that thing Yes. Someone else is doing that. So it must mean that I need to do that or I need to have that or, and it's really not necessarily true. My husband's pretty intuitive and he's very engineer mechanical as well, but he's very intuitive. And a lot of times he already knows the answer before I do. And I have to think about it for like 12 years before <laughs> I come up with the answer. He's like, yeah, you know, I, uh, great idea. Cause I told you that like, four months ago and I'm like okay so for the <laughs> podcast for example he had told me a very long time ago that I should start it and he was like you should I mean you're he's like you're on your stories every day you're talking you're motivational people look up to you and you're inspiring and everything and I'm like mm -hmm. yeah but I, I'm like what would I talk about and I cut, kept like reserving and like really feeling like what could I possibly bring to a podcast and then it took me to go to a, a weekend event to finally gain clarity on that. And that had been like a year. And so I'm trying to like make that process a little, not make it quicker, but be more aware of 
like if there's somebody that is, I mean, I'm not always taking everybody's advice, you know what I mean? But it's kind of like being more aware of like, if it's a clear yes, or if it's a clear no, like listening to how I feel in my gut, in my body, in my heart and yes, or yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two things really struck, struck me when you were talking. One was that you were, you're patient with the process. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like that because like I said, I, I try to rush things sometimes. So the fact that you're journaling and thinking and reflecting is, I think that's so important. But the other thing too is, yeah, you, you have to draw your own conclusions in your own time. So, um, I think you probably see this too, when, when clients come to you and they're like, Hey, I want to lose 60 pounds and I want to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to show up and do the work every day and it's a gradual process, just like anything else. And clients ultimately have to be ready for change or it's not going to happen. Just like, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing because I, I do feel like sometimes there's that, um, like you said, like that we want that instant and that's a hard, that's a hard thing to grasp. Mm Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh, so cool. I'm like sweating. That was really good. <laughs> um, so the card that I pulled, it actually fell out of the deck is the Ace of Rods. Do you tell what is that? Is uh, it's this deck is rods, but it's actually wands for some um I can't remember the name of this deck. My mom gave it to me. It doesn't have a book. Um so good. It's so good. So there's this, this are really, they're really pretty. They look like they're drawn in pencil anyway. I know the people that are mm-hmm. listening on the podcast can't see this, but it looks like whatever flower that is, it might be a, a lily or something like that. It's probably totally wrong. My um, guess. A castle. A hill. Yeah. Um, and sun rays out over this ginormous cloud. It kind of looks like, like the clouds are parting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like new beginnings. Um, there's like so much potential. That one's pretty too. So much potential. Um, the colors make me think of like, like a new day or like, you know, seeing from the other side of the storm, um, gaining inspiration or clarity. And that's kind of like, I feel like what we're both on right now. We're both on like mm-hmm. new path, like inspiration and like alignment and potential. Ooh, ooh, I love it. That's yeah, fun. got some chills too. <laughs> That's good stuff. That and is good stuff. Man, I just feel like there's always just so much things that kind of fall into line and. Some, you know, whoever can relate to any of this and believes in that, the spiritual side or whatever it is that people believe in is definitely like when you have some sort of like moment, you're like, wow, that actually really hit home. Sometimes it really does and sometimes it doesn't and that's okay. But Or maybe it's like coming in the future kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness gracious. That's good. Goodness. I have another deck. Okay. And I'm just going to go all crazy here. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Probably one, of, one of my favorites and it's called work your light. It's by Rebecca Campbell. Oh, okay. Um, I believe she is. Oh God. I might get this wrong. She might be from Australia. I'm not entirely sure, but she has a book and it's called. Light is the new black, and she has another book called Rise, Sister Rise. And I was listening to Rise, Sister Rise in the car one day. She was napping, and I was like, I just need something. And I turned on that book. It was an audio book, and she was, like, talking, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is so good. It was just, like, speaking to what I needed to hear. And so she woke up. I ended up in front of this crystal store, coincidentally. Of course you <laughs> accidentally ended up in front of my favorite crystal store. Oh, weird. And this book, this deck was in there and she had it open so that you could pick them up. And I think it was like, use your voice or something. And mm. I have been thinking about, do I need to start this 
podcast. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like what? (laughs) And I bought it. And I was just like, I just need to have this in my house. And ever since I have started using it, it's just been really, and even as a beginner, it's an, they're Oracle cards. So they're not necessarily going to be like the tarot where you have to know what each meaning is. It's just kind of like, okay, what can I use in that moment? Yeah. I like that. And, and really- if that isn't a sign, then I don't know what is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just like, I can't, I need these. I threw them on the counter. I'm like, give me these now. Take my money. <laughs> so this one says boundaries. Oh, I've been feeling this. I don't know what oh, you sister. Where do you need to establish better boundaries? You have glue all over your hands. Can you go in the bathroom? <laughs> your mini me is so cute. Just painting with glue. Wow, she's, she's very good. She's living her best life. Oh, she's totally living her best life. There's going to be glue everywhere. It's fine. Oh, well, I have full-on body chills just because you even said the word boundaries because I've been thinking about boundaries a lot lately. Oh. Tell me. Oh, yeah. I guess this is an opportunity since this is a podcast after all. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Well, one of the ways I've been thinking about boundaries is with regard to touch. And um, in my yoga classes, I've been really thinking more about trauma and thinking about asking permission to touch. And for so many years, I just was like, hey, I'm a hugger and, you know, would just try to embrace people without asking them if they're comfortable being touched. And it's this experience of teaching yoga has really opened my eyes to really learning what people are comfortable with and what they're not. Um, What I like to do in my classes is everyone closes their eyes and then we take a silent vote. I ask if they're okay with me providing gentle assists Um, because I'm realizing more and more that some people just don't want to be touched or, you know, you have to really be conscientious of how you're touching or approaching people. And, um, I think especially in this day and age, we need to really be aware of that. And um, yeah, anyway. That's a good just one. Just thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm totally a hugger too. So I'd be like, nope, do it. Whatever you need to do, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm more of like a emotional boundary. Like I, I tend to feel like I'm drawing very emotionally intense people. And maybe that's because I'm trying to be the light or I am the light or whatever it is that I need to do for those people to help them. But I tend to, and my husband would agree, (laughs) I tend to take on and really like get sucked in by the people who are like, I need, I need, I need. And like the energy vampire kind of things. Yes. And I'm like, I can't turn it off though. And I have such a hard time not getting stuck on people, even from the past. And it's just something that I have to kind of cut the cord. And like, just in my mind, I have to sit down and be like, okay, this isn't my energy. This isn't mine. This isn't mine to carry. These aren't my emotions. These aren't my feelings. These aren't my struggles. And I think more recently because I've seen a lot of people going through a lot of really hard things or transitionary things. It's more like, okay, how can I be of support to you? But I'm not taking that for you. Yeah. So well said. That really speaks to me too. I I tend to take a lot on and like you, I want to be there to help people, but there has to be a line, you know, and yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. (laughs) I think part of that too, like, is when someone does say something, it's like, I've learned to say thank you for your opinion. That's a good one. And that's pretty much all I have to say because yep. it's their opinion and it's not really me. It's not my life and they're not paying my bills and they're not running my business and they're not doing what I do. And, but to also say, I appreciate the way you view that. And I understand, you know, like, I, I understand that you, whatever it is that your opinion is and not to have it be harsh too and not be like, okay, that's your opinion. Bye. Like cut it off. It's more like, thank you for your opinion. And 
either if it feels okay to continue talking or change the subject altogether. Yep. Because sometimes it's just like, there's not a whole lot of um, wiggle room sometimes with certain situations or people and it's yeah. okay. It doesn't, you don't have to change other people's opinions because you're not really asking for that. Yeah. Yeah. So well said. And I don't know about you, but I'm always trying to be mindful of the fact that a lot of the things I'm hearing are projections. It's not me. It's, it's that person, you know, and um, I tend to operate from my heart first and foremost, and I can be emotional. And so it's been easy for me to just, take offense and not speak up for myself or be an advocate for myself, um, which I'm always telling clients to advocate for themselves, but I can be my own worst enemy at times. And that's a, that's a daily struggle, but yeah. yeah. Wait, it's one of those easier said than done kind of things. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of makes you think about, okay, well, if I'm saying that, then how do I put that into play myself? I think that a lot. I'm like, okay, if I'm giving someone that advice, where can I put that into play in my own life? Or because sometimes I do struggle with that still and, or saying like, well, if that person does support you, then, you know, don't talk to them about that kind of stuff. But I find myself talking to people about the stuff that I probably shouldn't. Yeah. So it's one of those things that it's like, I mean, the book says exactly what we just talked about. So I'm not even going to read it, but it's like (laughs) those gut feelings when, or like the cord cutting, that kind of stuff. I don't know if, if anyone practices cord cutting but I do it quite often and in my mind and sometimes it has to be with even like my kids and it's not like I'm cutting them out of my life I'm just there I need I don't want to feed them my energy Mm -hmm. which sometimes isn't always positive because we feed off of each other but I also want to take in a lot of theirs and I think that can apply to literally anybody it doesn't have to do with kids either yeah. So I guess I have a question for you. How do you protect your, your energy field when you're working with clients? Because again, if you're an energy vampire and I am too, I mean, what do you do to, to just protect yourself besides the cord cutting ritual, of course? Um, besides cord cutting, I think I, I'm still working on it. It's definitely one of those, I don't have a per- perfect thing, but I definitely, try and like dance it out. I try and change my energy. So I do something that's really going to shift where I'm feeling. And if I'm feeling really like, Oh, that's doesn't feel super good. Or I ask them more questions. And a lot of times it's like, okay, if they're needing a lot from me, I'm just going to ask them the questions that they need to answer. Cause I'm not going to keep answering the questions for them. Mm-hmm. And definitely removing myself from that situation, taking baths. I'm trying to take a bath a week, which is hard. That's one of those things I'm like, I don't need a bath, like whatever. And it's been like magical. Yes. Um, If it's in, in a moment, I definitely have to like go to the bathroom and like just recoup and just kind of, think about, okay, what it is that we were just talking about. How did that feel? Is it my emotions or is it, was I letting my emotions get the best of me? Um, I'm not really sure if I have like a clear answer. I think it's a lot of things. I I think that's great. That's helpful for me. Um, Yeah. I'm always looking for new tools to sort of protect my energetic field. I know that sometimes after teaching a yoga class, I just feel exhausted Mm -hmm. and I don't know why. Um, Well, I, I should put it this way. I didn't know why at first. And now I'm learning more and more that I'm just, I'm taking on other people's energy. And so whether it's good or bad or heavy or light, that it is what it is. And it can feel a little exhausting at first. Oh, for sure. I've heard, and I don't, I don't know if I have the perfect visual visualization of it, of it myself is I don't, and I'm not sure what it has to do with if it's like a Reiki or a, you know, one of those kind of things, because I'm not very knowledgeable in that, but you kind of like close your eyes and you picture just a big giant black blanket and it covers your entire body, head, everything, and it just covers you. And then you breathe it in and then you breathe out. And as you breathe out, it's a white blanket and all of the dark goes away with the light blanket. And it just gets lifted off of you and you let that energy go. I could be doing the wrong description, but that's sort of what I imagine you're releasing the energy back 
to that, whatever doesn't serve you. Yeah. And I like that. Yes. <laughs> That's powerful. Yeah. This is a little silly, but one of the things that I like to visualize is like a, a jar of bubbles, like you had when you were a kid and you dip the wand in and you blow whatever you don't need into the bubble. And then you just watch it float away. Wow. And for whatever reason, that just makes me feel so good where I'm like, okay, bye. You just watch it just fly away. And it's, that, that it's sounds not magical. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. I bubbles a lot now. <laughs> Maybe that's why my kids blow a lot of bubbles. No, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes if it's a really toxic thought, I like the picture of popping too. So that's yeah, even better. Just like going away, just like going yep. really far away in, into the sky and you can pop over there <laughs> and not over here. Exactly. <laughs> or like crumple, like pretend you're crumpling a piece of paper and you light it on fire and then that's gone. You just like, I like that. It, like go away kind of thing. Yes, releasing all that's no longer serving us. So the cosmic cross is an 11 card reading. That's looking, that's helping you with detailed guidance. And um, so first I'll ask that um, obviously permission to do this for you. Permission granted. Thank you. And um, so from the center of your heart, ask yourself the questions that you would like to hold. Um, for, for us, for spirit, for whoever. And imagine that you're lighting up that question and bringing energy, big energy into that question. So you can either tell me or we can just, you can keep it in your mind. And as I say the cards, you can um, keep them in mind too. Okay. Either I've got way. a good, yeah. Yeah. First, I split it into three, and then I put them back together. So um, I'm going to draw 11 of the cards, and I'll tell you what each of them are. And as they come out, we'll just kind of, I might need more space. I'm moving away. Slowly, I'm moving away. (laughs) Do what you've got to do. So the first is, where are you in present time? And it is the three of rods reversed, which has, um, he's got two standing behind him and he's holding onto one. It looks like a, a man with, he's staring at like the ocean with two ships that are moving. Okay. And so... <laughs> where are you in the present time um you're in the fear of the unknown the lack of Mm -hmm. feeling like you're lacking planning a little bit and maybe you're you're looking at like these how he's look picturing these two ships as like is that where I'm supposed to go am I supposed to be on there am I supposed to go there okay that was literally my question to myself like am I on the right path so that's that's wild. That's great. That is- okay. So we're we're yes, we are on the right path. And okay. <laughs> I think that you know a little bit of that has to do with like just he looks like he's kind of at peace. Like he's not chasing. He's not running down the hill, we're running around the ocean looking for this ship. He's like, "Okay, this is something that I need to think about right now." Wow. Just wow. <sighs> The second question is what your soul is calling you to do. My palms are sweaty. Just waiting to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> um, my armpits are sweaty, but I'm always sweaty. Um, <laughs> in case anybody really cares is the ace of cups reversed. And I just have, I have a little um, cheat sheet over here. So it's just going to take me a minute to make sure I have the right things. Um, but the, it looks like the cup is being poured into. So in this case, it could be pouring out of. Hmm. And what your soul is calling you to do. It's talking about self-love pouring into yourself. And possibly being like okay with a little bit of disharmony right now 
and not necessarily like sitting in it forever, but more like knowing that this is a a period that isn't super comfortable, but it's not going to last forever. Well, I like that part about how it's not going to last forever. That's that's exactly where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. And also maybe trusting a little bit in like what's, it's okay to not know exactly where that path is supposed to lead you, but the steps that you're taking are going to take you there. Woo. Okay. So hopefully that answers that part of it. Um, The third is what is rising in you. All reversed today, Sarah. This is insane. What does it all mean? Um, So it's outer, like what is going on around you. And this one is the eight of cups reversed. This one's really pretty. The moon is really pretty in this one. It is. Um, and what is falling away is indecision, aimless drifting, (laughs) and walking away. What? (laughs) This is, um at the very least fascinating (laughs) let's put it that way I think that the kind of like the moon I don't know how this relates to anything that may be going on if you're you know in the moon transit things so I I don't know if I can handle much more I know can we just like (laughs) the fourth card is what is falling away and we're reversed again um, is the five of pentacles and this, this guy right here, he's a super hard worker and these are all of his, um, if it's right side up, these are all of his accomplishments. These are all the things that he's done. Um, and he's worked really, really hard to get there. And sometimes he sacrifices so much of himself that a lot of the other things, the other elements around him kind of take a lot of the brunt of that. And the pentacle is like, I'm like shaking. That was, so you're recovering from that sort of situation. You're recovering from the loss, maybe from a spiritual loss or from another loss of another type, financial, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. That's what's falling away. 100%. People are going to hire you to do this. I mean, this is so powerful. Like, I just hope everyone reaches out to you after this podcast launches because it's so crazy. I I mean, and this is the kind of stuff that I'm like, I wish I could just do this all day long with no distraction. Yet here I am on a shirt. Here. But your distraction's a cute one. She is super cute. Why don't you go put your TV show on? Can you do that? Do you need help? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Um, so card number five is your soul's gifts. And I, I know that, but we'll just, we'll see what comes up here. Okay. The 10 of, 10 of cups reversed. (laughs) Another upside down card. Another reversed. Um, this is beautiful. This looks like a family and this is a rainbow of cups, which is really pretty. The the kids are, you know, with this looks like maybe it's like a new beginning. Um, reverse 10 is soul's gift. So you, you help people who are struggling, who have a disconnection between their mind and their body. Get out of town. My whole body just got chills. (laughs) Misalignment. 
What? This is wild. No, I don't know what else to say. I'm speechless. (laughs) (laughs) So you, that's what you do. That's real. It's literally your mission is to help people align themselves again and do that for yourself along the way. Yes. Wow. Wow. It's such a good reminder. (laughs) Um, What is being manifested? I mean, I might as well just turn the whole deck over. Two, (laughs) Two of Cups is... Um, what is falling away? Uh, no, is being what is being manifested? And there's a giant lion on there. These two people are connected, like mind connected. And there's like this giant light beam coming from in between them. And two of cups, self love. I don't know whether to really think I have anything more to say than that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't either. It just speaks to everything we were just talking about. Yeah. Like pouring back into yourself. There's so much of that coming up, coming up here is nourishing like yourself and allowing yourself to be, to, to receive while you go through everything. Oh my goodness. Full body chills. Here's the next, here's the big question. What's the next step? Okay. And I want to be clear on this too, because this isn't like the answer. This is like, this could be something that is just a kind of a general, like, like I don't tell the future for clarification for anybody who's listening. I am not a fortune teller. This is just um, gaining a lot of clarity for stuff. And the next step could be. You're very noisy. It will when I'm done. Yeah. I think this whole deck is upside down. I'm not sure what's happening. That this is the sorry. Oh, that's okay. Pushing a bucket through the house. The the high priestess, and this is a major arcana card, which is um, they're more of trying to get the right description of it. Like this is probably pretty accurate as in like things that are action sort of. So the high, high priestess reverse. These ones get me a little stuck sometimes. Is... To not be disconnected from intuition and to come out from withdrawal in silence mm-hmm. and not holding on to secrets and you can take that however you need but sometimes it, like what comes intuitively for me is opening up to the right crowd or the the right amount of people or the right person that will help you open up maybe like a a door or something for whatever it is that you're looking to do next and not have it be like having to hire somebody but just making connections with people and being open yeah yeah that's that's powerful for me I, I feel like I've really been connecting with the right people yeah right now so we reconnected look at that right? That's a good one. So stay connected, stay connected with those types of um, people, because that's definitely proving to be like the right direction to be taking. Yeah. Wowzers. Wowzers. Um, number eight is the past life influence. I'll kind of keep that open. 
my goodness. I'll have to look up because I don't know the answer to this, but why they're all reversed. I don't think my whole deck is in order. I mean, so this is the four of rods reversed. Um, it looks like two little kids and they're playing like in a garden. They've got the castle in the background. And four of rods reversed for past life influence. And that one's talking about a breakdown in communication and through transition. Hmm. Whoa. Hmm. So, so maybe think about a transition that you've had and maybe how this transition in whatever space you're in has come up before. And how is this time something that you can step outside and maybe view from a bird's eye view and see what is coming up and maybe what you need to address that isn't something that's been serving you. Yeah. I don't think I am really in the right space to address this publicly, but I think I know what that card is yeah. referencing. So Absolutely. that's, that's pretty crazy too. <laughs> yeah. You do good work. Ugh. I know you're just speaking through the cards, but I mean, your interpretation of the cards is amazing. Yeah, I think, thank you. I think that's something that I try and do is, even though I do have some tips on the side, it's more of like, okay, how is it that makes makes me, what's coming through that kind yeah. of stuff. Position nine is what you need to know. I'm being drawn over here. Okay, we have an upright Five of oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what you need to know. Um, this guy is, he, you can actually see, and they can't see when they're listening, but there's a, a man in armor. He's carrying two swords with the points that go away from him. And one sword is pointed down. And then there's two more with two guys in the background who have kind of like submissive, you know, they're not fighting anymore. There's not that fight. And it, he might seem like he's one and it kind of seems like maybe he's carrying, you know, he's kind of carrying his head high where he's, he's not, um, he's not in the battle. If that makes any sense. It makes sense. So what you need to know is maybe that you don't need to fight that and there might be conflict and maybe there's some sort of conflict somewhere and maybe there's like you feel a competition or a disagreement, but not to be defeated. Like you're not defeated and you're not losing anything. Mm -hmm. Woo. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's another one that I'm, I'm holding close to my heart, but I, <laughs> it speaks to me. Let's put it that way. That's really cool. That is. All right, number 10 is hopes and fears. And we'll see what comes up here because I'm not sure. This could be a, this is going to be good. I feel it. The Wheel of Fortune. And this has literally all of the protection creatures on it. The eagle, the lion, the fair, um, Pharaoh, the sun, the wolf, I believe, snake, Oof. wheel of fortune, not like the TV show. <laughs> okay, so fears, but hopes. This is so let's think about it as like a good and a bad is breaking the cycle. So breaking, breaking the chain of resisting, of resisting change of resisting mm -hmm. growth and not being fearful of what happens when you do break that. Wow. So to go back on like the past life influence what chain or what part of like maybe your spiritual lineage or something could be broken? What, what keeps occurring? 
What is somebody else's story that they might've been telling you that you can't succeed or that you can't do and, and breaking that cycle, but having it be in your terms, not necessarily because you said, so I need to stop doing that particular thing. So that really speaks to me because I'm, I'm doing a lot of deeper work with my friend who is a hypnotherapist. Um, and if you live in the Denver metro area, feel free to read, you know, connect you to her because she's, she's fantastic. But um, we're working a lot on rewiring, reprogramming all of these old patterns, you know, um, we've been doing a lot of deep work and it's, yeah. Anyway, I could talk about that all day, but yes, that card speaks to me too. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's something that you do need someone else to kind of help you along with sometimes that can help you see what it is that you need to be breaking. Cause sometimes you're like, I don't know, like this just keeps happening. <laughs> Get it. I don't understand why. And All right. We're due. The last card is the potential outcome. Okay. She's cute. (laughs) I say she's cute. The queen of pentacles. And she's holding like a bunny. She's got a lot of flowers around her. The flowers. And again, I don't know all of the different like objects on the cards, but this seems like a, seems like a good one. Where's my chemical set? Nurturing, providing financially. Yes. And it's saying a lot of practical work or, you know, being like a mothering, Like, okay. like to, to being in that, um, like holding space, mm-hmm. they're kind of, to me, she's holding, she's holding the bunny who to me is like rabbit, rabbit, you know, like the first day of the month is always really fun. And it's like, Oh, I got this new beginning, this new month that I can set these new goals, rabbit, rabbit. And she, she's happy. She seems like she's kind of she's got a lot of like jewelry on her that makes it seem like she's like, she's abundant. Right. She's good. She's, she's wearing good. a crown. Yeah. She's wearing a crown. She's got like veggies and roses, <laughs> which are expensive and this ginormous coin. So <laughs> this girl, she's abundant. And so what if that's abundance and not just financially, but in like all areas of life? Yes relationships, the work I'm doing. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and that's how I view abundance anyway. So never wanting for anything ever. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. Well, this just changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's really powerful. Uh, yeah. It's, and I'm still sweating. So I'm still sweating. This will be like, I'm going to go outside and like stand in the wind and just like dry out. <laughs> out those pits. I like it. <laughs> it's perfect. Yes. Um, so I don't know, like, I don't really have any like follow up, like assignment for you or anything, but I feel like that was probably gave you a bit of clarity. I will send you a picture um, so that you Thank can- you so much. And... That was really fun. You're awesome, Leah. Thank you for clarity. That's, yeah. So good. That's powerful. Yeah. I know both of us are out to help others and mm-hmm. um, I hope we did today. I hope so. I think so. I think it's also like just good to have conversation and I think that, you know, in a lot of aspects, I'm not sure. There's just like so much conversation that needs to be had about a lot of stuff. And like, especially with like what you do and like helping people with like trauma and everything. It's just so cool to, to watch. Oh, thank you. And well, I wish we're in Denver so that I could come to a class so that we could hug. I know. Seriously. Yes. Stretch. I would. 
I would love to visit you in Maine sometime, but, um, in the meantime, you're doing powerful work too. And I, I see the way that you're transforming people's lives, um, as a coach and, and otherwise too, clearly you have a lot of talents and you're wearing many hats. So I, I don't know how you do it, but you do it, you're rocking it out. So please keep inspiring all of us. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Washing Dishes. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you could please go into iTunes and leave a review and a five star and share it with all your friends and tag me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear from you guys and keep on listening. Have a great day.